How's it going, friends and family of the internet? Welcome to the Real AF TV podcast, the show about fishing and random takes from the land of 10,000 lakes. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Labah. And I am Tim Wagner. Tim, we're going to get into it with the fishing and the random take. But first, you did get a little ice fishing in this season, didn't you? You, you got some oh, gear, you got yeah. some fishing in, you went on a little trip. We haven't had time to catch up on that. I want to hear a little bit. Yeah, Give us so the deets. I got all the stuff to go ice fishing. I'm like fully ready to roll. I got the shelter. I got the, I got the, uh, the auger, my depth finder. I got everything. And then I take it all. And we, we did go to Otter Tail Lake. Very good fishing lake. A lot of people know it. Um, but my trip was a little bit less of a fishing trip and more just to hang out with friends at a cabin that has a hot tub and we can like drink and we all like to cook. Um, so we're just like, all right, we're going to all go there and we're going to cook and stuff. And, and, uh, yeah, it was like, all right, well, one of these, that one afternoon, Saturday afternoon, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to fish. And I go out there first, I go out to scope everything out and, uh, I'm drilling all the holes, trying to find stuff. And I finally mark a couple of fish in where I thought would be, fish and i'm like mm-hmm. fuck yes like this is where there are fish like a fucking mark i know where to go like i can set up i'm like i set up my house so i knew how to get back and then i drove off the lake and i'm like all right got the people that i was with and i'm just like let's go fishing and um i am the most experienced fisherman in the group in this in this cabin group in the group by far Sure. Like all of their fishing experience added up probably doesn't even touch like a year of what I do. <laughs> so we go out there and like we get back on the spot and basically like one of the ladies that was with us, her dad let us borrow his stuff. Okay. So we had another big shelter and we set that up and we get everything ready to roll so we can have, um, you know, multiple people fishing all at the same time. Yeah. And we get out there and I start fishing and I catch a decent sized perch and I'm like, shit, yeah, I'm on the fish. Like, here we go. And like, then it just kind of like died off. Like I was still marking fish, but they weren't biting on what I had. And I'm like, what the hell? And I tried switching it up. And um, after setting everything up, we fished for maybe close to an hour and then one of the ladies that we had with us stepped into the hole oh, and shit. went like up to her thigh in yeah. water. And uh, yeah. that was basically the end of that. We went yeah. back in and that's all the fishing we got in. So, <laughs> <laughs> it, but it was, what? it was a real good time. Otherwise, like um, this place had just remodeled and they had some nice features I mean, I'm not trying to put these people on blast, so I'm not going to say where it was. Um, and they didn't offer us like a discount or anything after it happened, but their um, new thermostat went out. And oh, over the shit. course of the night, we had no heat. Oh, shit. Yeah. But it Ice stayed. Fishing trip with no heat. It stayed relatively warm in there, I think. I mean, maybe got down to like 
high 50s, low 60s. Jesus Christ. Which is, yeah, I mean, freezing for living conditions, It's though. cold, yeah. Like, we were, I mean, I'm in the bed, like, covered up extra. Right. But um, two of the ladies that were with us, that there was... There was supposed to be a queen bed in the one room, and they had, like, changed it to, like, two twins or whatever. And um, they ended up bringing those mattresses upstairs into the living room and then just, like, slept mm-hmm. on the floor in the living room instead of staying downstairs. Like, we'll all stay upstairs where the heat is. Where the heat was, sure. Yeah. And they had Damn. a fireplace that didn't work. It was There was an... Uh, oh, what? Yeah. Shit. Like a that propane was, one. Oh, the backup heat source. Yeah. So everything, everything was, yeah. Out. They had like a legit wood fireplace, but we weren't trying to light shit on fire while we were sleeping. Yeah, yeah. That's still so, something us modern folk are a little bit timid of. I understand that. Yep. Well, shit. Sounds like my kind of trip, man. Fucking fishing and cooking and. Whew, yeah, to... dude, when the cooking was awesome. Like yeah. we made, we made some good food. Yeah. Fuck had yeah. Some, had some eggs, Benny. In the morning, and then uh, so that night we had like a surf and turf. We made oh, nice. um, shrimp scampi, and we bought a bunch of ribeye steaks. Like just kind of splurged a little. Like let's have a legit mm-hmm. meal. And I got <laughs> to use. They had a Weber um, grill that, with the whole remodeling, brand new. I was the first person to ever use it. Oh so hell like, yeah! Oh dude. yeah, we're gonna break this thing in right. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nice. Yep. That sounds great. Well, that is, I, br- I wanted to talk about that because one, we didn't catch up on it, but two, the ice has begun to melt. We are, mm-hmm. spring's got me sprung. Oh, and we yeah. are definitely going to have to be talking about I'm that. Sprung. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry for all you that came for another episode of Ice Fishing. Maybe you Canucks are still up there ice fishing, but... Whew, we're getting rain and we are getting summer. We are getting not summer. We're spring, getting spring. It felt like, like summer a couple of days because yeah. of how cold it had been. I mean, right, what? Right. It was like three weeks ago. We had like negative 20. Right. And now we had a couple of days where we were hitting 60. Yeah. Like that's a huge shift in a month or degrees. less than a month. 80 degree difference. Right. That feels in like less than summer. a month. <laughs> people You're right people some of the people down south don't even know what that's like oh, oh good they, point they hit 40 and then they're just like oh now it's 100 on a real hot day and you're like you only had a 60 degree difference <laughs> just 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 saying it's only a 60 degree difference <laughs> only yeah. so yeah dude that's that's gonna be topic one here we're gonna get into the spring and what it's got us doing and how to get ready for mm-hmm. fishing because spring has the the spring weather has started to get us ready for the open water season for sure it's got the feeling of open water season right around the corner and then yes. the random take i mean come on we gotta talk about saint patty's day right oh yeah we're gonna do it we've already spent a part of this podcast talking about food last episode was talking about fishing cooking full fishing episode so if you didn't catch it go back and check that one out it was a good one so we're going to get into st patty's day and there's going to be food talk there's going to be right. beer talk and we talk about all the holidays that make <laughs> food and drink if you yes. want your favorite yes. holiday talked about and you don't have food or drink 
established with that holiday. Sorry. I don't know what to tell you. You know, you're just like, I really like Flag Day. Well, make it so, you know, it's like a hot dog cookout on Flag Day. I'm totally in. (laughs) And I'm in. We'll talk about celebrating Flag Day, but But if you're just like, good, today we fly flags. I'm just like, uh, no hot dogs? Not... (laughs) Not in. President's Day? Lame. Yeah. They're just like, mattresses are on sale today. (laughs) Just like, no. No. That's not what I want. You put steaks on sale. That works for me. We'll cook (laughs) them. Now I'm listening. Yeah. Now I'm listening, bud. Like, it's just like, yeah, it's steak sale day. We're about to grill tonight. President's Day. I I don't even remember what day is President's Day. Isn't that like when it's shitty out? Yeah. It's some fucking yeah. random day in February. I don't remember. Is it in February? I can't even remember. Just yeah, like, it yeah. was like, yeah. I mean, it was like a month from the day this launches. It was like a month ago. Yeah. I don't Who know. Who cares? That's how unimportant it is. It's literally just <laughs> like they just sell mattresses. Everybody knows that President's Day comes around. That's the day you get a mattress if you need a new mattress. Right. But besides that, nobody really cares. It's a stupid thing to celebrate anybody. Anyways, <laughs> you get like all the news for like your four years, possibly eight years. And they're just like, it's President's Day. We got to celebrate them. No, we don't. They've Man. had their fucking time to shine. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. St. Patrick's Day. I don't even know what he, I don't know anything about him. Maybe he'll teach me something about him later. I'll all try I know my is that we damnest. drink green beer on that day. And that's all I need to know. <laughs> that's all I need to know. <laughs> but before we do that, let's talk about fishing, getting ready for fishing. I would say not. Yes. I mean, it's always a fishing topic and we are definitely going to talk about fishing, but we're going to talk about getting ready for fishing because in here in Minnesota, our license and they totally are doing this on purpose. Our license, they expire on February at the end of February. So the 28th or 29th or whatever. Right. Yep. Yep. Boom. Your fishing license done. No matter when you buy it, you buy that some bitch in January, it's going to go off in February. I don't know if that's true, but it's that's no, our right. set date. Yeah. You is, I don't know if it's prorated if you buy it in January, but yeah, the new shit resets at the beginning of March. Like you yep. have to get a new license at March. You can't buy it early. I don't think so. I don't think it's like if I buy one in February, they're just like this doesn't take effect until March because, like, what if you don't have right. a license and you want to fish for that month? Right. Yeah. No, exactly. And we, I mean, as I don't know about residents and stuff like that, but yeah, I mean, that's just how it works. Like, Minnesota, your license expires at the end of February. And so you're getting into the spring, like, the ice house has got to come off. The And here we are in the middle of March already, you know, three, two weeks later. And shit is feeling like spring and it's got us thinking about the open water season and blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's perfectly well-timed. I mean, they're, they're doing it on purpose for sure. And I, it, the reason why I bring all that up is because like, yeah, it's fucking a new season, right? You're going to get the itch. You're going to go out and get everything you need. Don't forget to fucking check your license, man. Like I looked at Montana, Montana, same setup. Of course, because we like live at the same fucking latitude. They just have the mountains to, uh, you know, the right. mountains affect their weather to make them not the same way. But they, they live in the same climate as us, essentially speaking. Right. Wisconsin waits until March 31st. I saw I looked that up and I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Alaska, they got the shit right. They just say December 31st. You get a full year, whatever. <laughs> I thought yeah, that was super I, legit. I like that, too. To just be like, hey, it is whatever. 
Well, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of get where we're coming from, though. Like March is when your wheelhouses have to come off and stuff, and that's when they're just like, this is when you have to re up. Like if you're a guy that likes ice fishing and you got your wheelhouse out, now you got to get them off. And if you want to go back out, you buy a new license. You know, right. but mm-hmm. it's like until then, you know, as soon as it gets cold or whatever, you don't have to go through any hassle in the middle of December or like at the end of December, getting a new license to continue go. to fish. Like mm-hmm. you can just go. Right. But Alaska is a completely different climate, too. Yeah, I know. And that's exactly why I wanted to like why I looked it up and why I wanted to bring it up in the podcast is because. It is, right? It's so different up there. It just seems like you watch these reality shows of Alaska and they just seem, and, and you just watch anything about Alaska and you're like, it's just frozen up there. Like, mm-hmm. they, we complain, we say that we have three months of summer. I don't, I don't know if they get three weeks of summer up there from what I've seen. Yeah. And that's is. why I'm like, yeah, of course, they just must make, they just make it easy because you come into town once a year on New Year's Eve, right? Right, right. <laughs> that makes sense too. They're just like everybody knows you're gonna come in, you're gonna party on New Year's Eve, anyways. Right. So why so get your not? license quick and head back out. Yep. Come get your fishing license on New Year's Day. No, you probably have to buy it on New Year's Day though, huh? Yeah. So when you wake up, yeah, buy it on Hangover Day. You just uh, wake right. up all hangover you're and you're getting hungover. ready to head back out into the bush. And yeah. on your way out, you grab your new fishing license. And if you're listening to Alaska. Hit us up, realaf.tv slash contact. I don't know. Just go to realaf.tv. Go to the website. You can contact us. I seriously would love to talk to you about like the fishing seasons because we just laid ours out and why our licenses are on the 20th end of February. It's like because our waters start to open and we start to get the other half. Yep. Which is where we're going with this. Yeah, which is where we're going with this whole thing. Sure, start taking a turn for the better you know getting everything warmer right so they're just like the wheelhouses are off like it's a it's a new season like right and that yeah i totally think that is that is what it is right is like we feel like it is a new season and it's what's happening right now is we're getting the itch i'm getting the itch for the new season even not being the fishermen of us too yeah it's just like hey dude it's time for open water season so what are we getting the itch i'm so getting the itch yeah. Because this is my, like, springtime fishing. You know, you were saying that we're going to be talking about getting ready. Well, I got to talk a little bit about how the fishing goes to be able to tell you how to get ready. Oh. Because this is my favorite time of year to fish. I love spring fishing. Because <laughs> there are there are patterns all throughout the year. But in my opinion, there's no more definite like this is exactly what these fish are going to be doing when they're going to be doing it like yeah we know where they are and what they're doing and now we just have to figure out how to catch them and is that because of the is that the the temperature change or yeah does it come so is it just the temperature change or does the temperature change bring spawning and bring um like the instinct behavior like the instinctual behavior right because like salmon swim upstream every time the same year and they do it because it's instinct and it's just like it just happens and even if the whether the temperature has been 40 degrees for the last 40 weeks 
or the temperature has been on and off fluctuating. It's just like, they just fucking do it. It just like always happens the same week every year. It, yeah. I'm but, making some, a little, you know, some assumptions and some to, generalizations yeah. here, but like, is that what it is or to, what, what's going on? Yeah. To all of what you said. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's not, it's not a, like it's going to happen at this week. It's the temperature. It's, okay. It's weather consistency and the temperature that brings a power brings upon <laughs> uh, like the definite changes and when it starts opening up and everything. So are we did you have something else you want to say or are we getting into this first topic here? Oh, no, this is it. This is the first topic. I mean, sure. Yeah, we we have to we're part of getting ready is um the license thing and whatever i just wanted to knock that out quick at the beginning because obviously you have to do that right like you have to get your license in order to oh yeah like uh, check your local regs is what i'm saying that's all i'm saying is just check your local regs just google right. fishing expiration date or how to get my fishing license get that shit get your new regs and then get on you know, like that's your first step i think in my opinion yeah, but we for should. Sure. Yeah, just get into it for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, you Let's need go. to have a license to to get on the water. So make sure you're doing this shit legal. Yeah, because if you're not, like, it's just not smart. Like the fines are so much heftier than the license itself. I think it's like for an oh, individual yeah. license, it's like twenty six bucks for the whole year. Oh, and it like gets just, cheaper, which we've talked about already. Actually, yeah. if you they we talked, we did a whole episode about fishing license, and right. it just depends on where you are and everything like that. But yeah, just scrounge that shit up, get it? Because I think, I mean, they'll it's like a two or three hundred dollar fine or something. Plus, they can confiscate all your shit if they figure oh. out that you're doing stuff wrong. Like if you're no breaking kidding. the rules or you're keeping too many fish or whatever, they can take your rod and reel. They can, they can, yeah, they can do a lot of shit. So just wow. don't screw with it. Just go by the book. There's yeah, no man. Point. I had no like, idea. And the, and no the regulations, idea. like not just the license, but the fishing regulations, the limits are there for a reason. reason. Like if you're keeping more than you should, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. fucking it up for everybody else too. So just like, you know, the I'm I'm not one of those guys that's trying to be like you better follow the rules and every aspect <laughs> of the law like but when it comes to like the DNR like their reasons are there for or like the laws are there for a reason like and they're good reason yeah so yeah for sure so follow that shit yeah and actually if you go back to episode three we covered a a, a larger swath of the licensing so we don't have to continue to to go down that route but i i think me and you are in agreement. is like well it's kind of step one but like what is it about the how do you get ready for the spring because you're saying you were saying it's so predictable yes like this is this is the most predictable part and so it's the most fun for you like you oh i well uh, so what do you do to get ready for that okay well let me first start off by telling you why it's predictable so we're not just jumping into this so sure sure the walleye spawn first and in minnesota they spawn like not in minnesota but they spawn earlier than the rest of the fish like that i'm targeting so basically what i want to fish for 
I'm looking at because the lakes that I fish mainly have largemouth bass. So I'm looking for walleye, largemouth bass, and crappies. And I know we call them crappies here. People down south might be like, it's crappy. I don't care. It's like <laughs> we literally we say, never heard that. We say crappies. Well, because they're just like, hey, when you look at it, it's spelled like C R A P P. Like that's a that's an A sound. So like a eh, so it's crappy or whatever. And I'm just like, whatever. Look at aunt. That's A U N. That's aunt. You call it aunt. Maybe <laughs> my auntie. You. <laughs> Let's not fight on stupid English. <laughs> we call, we call <laughs> right, them crappy because half of it doesn't make sense anyway. Right, right. But so, all right. So it mainly goes based off of water temps, and like the the consistency of the weather plays a role as well. So walleyes are spawning in the mid forties, so forty four to like forty eight degrees. And, it can and this vary. is air temperature you're talking about. No, this is water temperature. Okay. Yeah. So it, it goes 100% water temperature. Air temperature doesn't really matter. Right. But know that air temperature, if it's like below freezing or whatever, it's going to turn the fish back off. Like if it if it's dropping really low mm-hmm. at night. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. Like right now we're dealing with like 60 degree days. air temperature on some of these days. But that water has ice over it. Like that water temperature hasn't moved at all. You right. Because, well, so the nights are still, you know, in the 30s or lower. Even if we right, are hitting 60, right. we can still drop down to below, you know, yep. 20 yep. sometimes even at night. Yeah. And so, so it really, with walleye, it really depends on the body of water because mm-hmm. they'll have rivers and stuff that'll open up pretty soon. And because of the movement. Right. I would assume. And, yep. It makes and it easier that, to open. Yeah. Exactly. And the, and the sunshine, like the higher temps in the sunshine, like, Right. Those rivers and streams can be hitting the the higher temps, and walleyes will spawn. Either they like like rocky ground or gravel or whatever, but they'll go on like the main lake, um, like uh, I forget what it's even called. It's like the the main, um, the main lake shoreline. That's what I was looking for. Okay. Um. So like they'll hit that if they don't have like a creek like the mm-hmm. lake i fish a lot is shamana and that doesn't have any inlets like any feeder creeks they call them yeah so they don't go up into any creek or river because there isn't one to do it but on a mm. lake where there's water coming in and it's not like some mucky shitty you know like there's you know, some tiny little creeks don't don't fuck with those. Like that, it's got to be like a legitimate, you know, water coming in for them to actually swim up it. But yeah, that's like where they go. Flow. Yeah, they'll swim up into the creeks and they'll spawn up there. And because uh, it'll open up sooner than any other part, right? I would assume. Well, yeah, but it's just like that's just what they do too. Like sure. how you okay. were talking about the salmon. Like that's sure. just what they do. Okay. They run up into the river and they spawn and then they swim back into the main lake. Like on uh, my, I talked about it before. My mom's cousin owns a resort on Lake Winnebagosh mm-hmm. and there's yep. a, there's a river that attaches to that and they'll run up in there. And when they're coming out literally like fishing opener, you'll find that river opening just packed full of boats 
and they're just waiting. Because <laughs> they know the, that's where all the walleyes are. Yeah, they're just waiting for the walleyes to come back out of the river and go into the main part, and they're just trying to catch these fish swimming by. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, they, they can just sit there and vertical jig. They don't need to go anywhere because they know that there's a chance that a giant fish will just come swimming by them. Right. And these dudes are catching, like, trophies. Damn. Yeah. Like, just monsters. That's but, crazy. Yeah. So, anyways. So, the walleyes are spawning in that 44 to 48 degree temperatures. Mm-hmm. And that is going to happen before fishing opener. Like, so... Yeah, okay. I, I should say, too, fishing opener is when you are allowed to keep... To target and keep walleyes and northern pike. That's basic. That's all. That's fishing what we call. Is. That's what we call opener here. Right. Opener yeah, for sure. allows you to fish for the Minnesota state fish, which is the walleye and the pike. And right. then you're also allowed to target largemouth or like the bass, but you can't keep them yet. Oh, so you can sport fish bass right. at that time, yep. but you you can't have any on your boat, on your person, however you want to define that. Right, right. Just put them back in the water. Yep. So on fishing opener, which is the middle of May here for us, is right about the same time as when crappie and bass start to spawn. Mm. And the walleyes are done spawning. Are done. But okay. they're in this post-spawn before the water feeds or like warms up and they're still in the shallows and they're feeding on, you know, shad and other stuff. They're trying to like recover from this post spawn. So they're putting on the feed bag and they're up there eating. So bass, walleye and crappie are all up shallow and you mm. can literally catch them on all the same baits. It's oh, just crappies. You have to downsize your, presentation oh sure okay yeah but it's it's my favorite because you can just go fish shallow and it's just great and crappie spawn is so much fun because you can sight fish and these fish (laughs) will make beds they go up so it helps a lot to know your body of water already like if sure. you are have already fished here or you can see pictures or other people can tell you what it's like or even if you find some of the lake maps I can't remember what the the um company's name is but if you go to like Fleet Farm or whatever mm-hmm. they have a bunch of these like lake area maps that are broken down by counties and it'll literally just oh, be nice. like here's your little cluster of counties and you'll be able to find your lakes and a lot of those will show you like the submergent vegetation, the emergent vegetation, which like Damn. emergent vegetation is the weeds that are coming out. So reeds yep. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the reeds are perfect spawning grounds for the crappies because nice. they like to have like some uh, current break. And in a mm-hmm. lake where there's not any rivers and it's just wind, yeah, those reeds can help break the current. And I'm not kidding you, on Shamina, Every single place that has reeds has crappie spawning. Oh, my God. All of them. Every single spot. If you know where there are reeds that come out of the water, right. you know where there are crappies in the spring. So is that 
something that you do in prep? But I mean, you know that, like, you know Shamana. Like, that's that, that's your stomping grounds. But oh, I know is that something that you hand, would yeah. do or something that you would recommend to people? Is that the go and get these maps like go get maps and just like if you can get a map and you can and just study that for the spring like that would be something you would do to get ready for spring fishing is just get a map and study that thing i get a map and study it regardless of what time of year if i'm going to a body of water that i don't really know i study it yeah so any time of year if you're going for anything any time of year do your research and get a map Maps are big time. Get a topographical map so you know where the stuff is. And when you learn how fish move throughout the year and what they're doing, you can kind of eliminate water and try to figure out, you know, like if you do your research, I'm not going to, I don't know if it's like copywritten or whatever, so I'm not going <laughs> to say it here, but like Mike Iconelli has a system called GUSP mm. and that is his like seasonal movement for bass. And he, oh. if you go and find that and like listen to what he has to say on the seasonal movements, you can basically eliminate water d depending on the time of year just by using that system. Like, here's where the fish are. Like, don't fish here, you know? Like, yeah. And, and like right now, like I said, the, I mean, the crappies are in like one to six feet of water when they're spawning. Bass, same shit. Walleyes, same shit. <laughs> They're all in that shallow water up. So you're you're not looking for super deep water, <clears throat> but you're looking for stuff like walleyes. You're looking for stuff that's kind of adjacent to where their summer stuff is. Same thing with crappies and bass. Like mm -hmm. wherever they are, they're not going to swim. They're not like salmon where they're going to swim like 300 miles. They're going to go to the best spot, the closest to them. Okay. Because they don't know the whole lake. Some of these fish probably never, some of these fish living on the north side of the lake probably don't even know that the south side exists. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. Like these fish, they don't just, they just don't swim that much. Like these, these freshwater species, right? They just don't travel like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, some uh, walleyes travel more than others. Crappies are in schools and they seem to like roam and stuff. But it, for the most part, they're just not going that far because they can get everything they need in a relatively close area. So they're just not. There, there's pockets here and there. Like how I said all the reeds, there's reeds on the north side, the south side, west side, east side. Mm -hmm. uh, those crappies, unless somebody's like, catching them and then like bringing them across the lake and they're like, eh, I guess I don't need that many. And they release them there. They're probably not moving any place throughout the lake, you know, that far. Because they find, yeah, I mean, they have what they need. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so with the, with the walleyes, I mean, there, there's like the act of walleyes in the priest, the post spawn are swimming around kind of on top of the structure and okay. the bass are kind of moving around trying to find beds. Like the big females are trying to swim around and go like from bed to bed and find a male that's made a bed to lay eggs. Okay. And the, yeah. And, and the crappies. We talked about a little bit about that yeah. in the, in the, um, Fox sports one episode when, when bass was, cause the, the bass, uh, master elite was fishing 
in Florida and they were talking about that. And that was just in episode 15 where they were out fishing. Uh, basically they were fishing a tournament during bass spawn in Florida. And yeah, you, you talked about that, how the, the females will go around to different beds, right? Because the males right. have made it. And that's so that applies to what you're talking about. Our spring fish here, right? Where yeah. the, the bass, the walleye, the, crappies they're doing the similar thing yeah yep yeah so like i mean what you're seeing down there when they're talking about their spawning and stuff it's because the water temperature was they were like in the pre-spawn like getting really close to spawn mm -hmm. because bass will spawn in the realm of like 55 to 65 degrees and mm -hmm. crappies mm -hmm. like real close to the same thing like right in the realm of like 60 degrees and they were already hitting that you know like three down four there weeks yeah ago. In florida right Yep, and we won't hit that for another uh, two months. Right. You know, so, but when that comes about, the walleyes in our lake are kind of feeding on shad and stuff that are up um, more shallow because the shad haven't spawned yet. The The shad will spawn at the like same time as the, as the panfish, which panfish and shad and all that stuff, like th these really become bait fish. So learning the movement <laughs> of the bait fish oh, too okay. is huge because if you know where, what the food's doing, you know what the fish are doing because the fish have to eat. So they have to go where the food is. And if you know what the food's behavior is, that's another key. So right. anyways, that's a whole different thing. But the part that is most exciting to me is so getting into actually preparing for this stuff. I'm putting on new line on all my rods as long as I know, like if I know it needs it, like some of the, if I had the money for sure, I wouldn't hesitate and I'd, I'd put new line on every spring, <laughs> but I like to use high quality stuff and it's not yeah. cheap. So <laughs> right, right. I, like the fluorocarbon I get is like $20 a spool yeah. and like, I mean, that's not terrible, but I don't want to do that for all the rods and reels I have. And yeah, plus like right. there are people that have a lot more shit than me. So, <laughs> well, how many, how many, are, like, what are you taking out? How, what are you prepping for when you're going out for, we'll just say for the first time, like, right. You're prepping yeah. for the first open water. That's what spring prep is, right. So, is right. You're getting so, everything ready for the first time the water opens. Yeah. Like, what do you all, what, how much are you getting ready? Yeah. Well, so for the, for the first part, like if you're talking about going before opener, the only thing you can legally fish for is crappie. I mean, you could uh, any any like panfish year round, yeah. right? Yeah, panfish like does just a year round fish here in Minnesota. Right. Yep. Panfish does not have a closed season; it's open year round, so you can fish for that. So, crappies, I'm I have a bobber set up, you know, like a slip bobber set up, mm -hmm. and I'm you know just set up to go fish a crappie minnow, smaller hook, um, no jig. I don't use a jig; just a smaller hook, so the the minnow can swim more freely. And then mm -hmm. a relatively small slip bobber so it can pull it under easier because some of those crappies are real finicky. Like you can put the minnow right in front of it because I've watched them. You mm -hmm. can sight fish mm -hmm. in right. clear water because you can get on these spawning beds and you can watch them. And they'll swim up and just barely suck in that minnow and then mm -hmm. spit it out again. Mm -hmm. So I like to have a really light 
bobber because then sure. if I see it, like the bobber, even like sometimes it won't get pulled down. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'll just slowly start going to like one direction or the other. And then I just lift it up to see if I feel any tension and I'll set the hook and there'll be a fish there. It never pulled it under. Right. I just saw it moving faster than the minnow should have been able to pull it fa- like by oh, itself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the so, bobber's kind of moving across the surface of the water. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And so you're, you're prepping like, one of those, I'm, yep, I'm assuming. So, oh, for sure. Like, And that's what I suggest for beginners to do. Like mm-hmm. jigging and stuff gets a little bit more complicated. Tossing crankbaits and jerkbaits like... That can get a little bit more complicated. Um, you need to hone in your your uh, equipment a little bit better. Mm, but mm-hmm. anybody can go out and catch croppings, uh, spawning crappies sure. with a slip bobber. You can even use the old school red and white ones. It's fine. Like it'll work. Because they're so shallow right you're now. You're so like shallow, spring, yeah. Right, right yeah. exactly. Okay. You don't need to you don't need to worry about getting a slip bobber because you don't need to have all that extra slack out so just get um a couple of the lead like the gremlin uh split shot weights some hooks some smaller hooks um i prefer to tie my hooks straight onto the line but you can get the snelled hooks and if you get the snelled hooks get yourself the safety pin swivels because the safety pin swivels are just We've talked about it before too. It's a yep. safety pin mm-hmm. with a swivel. <laughs> it's, it yeah, is what yeah. It is. I mean, that's like it yeah. literally looks like a safety pin, yep. and because then you can just swap shit pretty quickly. Yep. Yeah. And a snelled hook is a hook that already has a pre-tied line that's like eight inches, and it has a loop. So, like, if something happens to the hook or whatever, if it breaks off, or another thing that can happen too is like if you get you know, a big crappie and it, and it swallows the hook. And I I know it sounds weird, but you can just cut that line and just Hmm. let him take that hook. The hooks are made to kind of like rust out. They can still eat with the hook in their throat, which sounds weird, but that hook will eventually like dislodge itself. If if the hook's too far in and you think that you're going to hurt the fish getting it out, just let it have your hook. Just snip that thing, and then you can just throw another snell on real fast with that safety pin. Oh, I nice. prefer to not do the safety pin just because I, I might be wrong about it. I don't know if they're smart enough to tell, honestly. But I like to have less shit for them to look at to think just about. Just less like, distraction uh, on the line, right? Sure. I just yeah. like to have like a clear line with a hook and the minnow, and then that's all they're looking at is just that yeah. minnow swimming in front of but, them. But yeah, you think of that thing six or seven inches up, however far it is, that like that extra swivel is is just an extra little thing to kind of throw yeah. them off. Yep. Yeah. And it's not that far. Even just some flash, you're just like, what? It, you know, mm-hmm. if they just see another flash in front of them and they it, they second guess themselves or whatever. But yeah, yeah so. For sure. So whatever rod and reel you got, not a big deal. Uh, monofilament. Make sure you have mono, because for, for spring, like going into the open water. Not early? not for not for spring for bobber fishing. Oh, okay. I mean, there's there's other stuff, you know, that works for bobber fishing, but mono is where it's at. Mono is cheap, like it. That's. That's just what I would say. You can use braid and you can use, there's like other super lines. I forget what there's another one, like a nano fill or whatever, but mm-hmm. the, the line floats. So oh, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't worry about 
screwing with all this other stuff. Get mm-hmm. get like a even if you get a high quality monofilament, it's still cheap. <laughs> so like uh I I like Suffix is a okay. is a good brand name or like Trilene. Like there's a lot of, you know, your mm-hmm. your good brands or um Nah, screw it i can't there's another one i had in mind but uh, it's not coming in yeah, right now it's but, okay brand's but, not necessarily important right, it's more right it's more about the like what what is the what is the prep like what is it what is a good preparation it's it's like okay mono get get mono some of these right. brands are obviously going right. to have different ways about going yep. and making it and stuff as all things do yeah and and mono floats um the thing is with that i know some people think you know, kind of, well, you have a bobber. What does it matter? Well, it's not the line from the bobber down. It's the line that goes from the bobber to your rod. That slack mm. will sit and float on top of the water. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to worry about it going down and screwing with anything else. If you do it with fluorocarbon, your line will sink underneath the water. And any weeds or anything else, it will go down and it can get tangled up on stuff. And now instead of fighting the fish back, you're fighting that and everything else you've tangled up around. Oh, and when you're saying, like you were saying earlier, these fish like to hang out around the reeds and there's like, there's structure that they're hanging out around during this time of year, during this, like what we're talking about, the spring getting into, getting ready for first open water, essentially, is go hit these reeds, go hit structure. And that sounds like could be a shitty time. (laughs) Right, for sure. And like the other part, you know, like it might be a good idea to go get a slip bobber because if depending on how early you're out there, if they're Mm -hmm. not in their spawning beds, they're in pre-spawn, which is Mm -hmm. just deeper water out from where they would spawn. Mm -hmm. So if you know where they would spawn and they're not there, go deeper water. That one gets a little bit hairier for, for, you know, beginners. Mm-hmm. Because they'll suspend in that deeper water, and having electronics really helps you find that stuff. But mm-hmm. that's a, that's a whole different story. Like if, you, yeah, if yeah, that's what sure. you're trying to do, like do your research. But for sure, if you want to get out there right away, get your crappy stuff. Get and yeah, mono and go for, for them. Yeah, mono for sure with a bobber on whatever rod you got. Even spin casting. <laughs> just whatever rods. rod and reel sitting around in the garage, just grab it and make sure it works well. Whatever it is, yep. Set your drag because even a monster crappie is like, I don't know, what's the the world record's like five pounds? Like that's a <laughs> right. huge crappie. World. That's a world record. Yeah, okay. that's a yeah. gigantic crappie. Yeah. But five pounds is not a huge fish, so. No. But You can bring it um, in. Yeah, so I'm doing that. I'm getting all my other stuff ready too. For the crop, for the walleye and the uh, the bass spawn, so okay. I'm having I'm having a, a, a open faced or a spinning reel, mm-hmm. what, however you want to call that. That one I'm putting on fluorocarbon because I I like how it doesn't stretch, it's virtually invisible and it sinks. So there I don't need the stretch of monofilament some people fish mono some old school guys will do nothing but mono on everything just because that's how they roll Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. i want fluorocarbon on that and that i'm going to be setting up with i can fish a jig and a minnow off of that Mm. i can fish a jig head with 
like a paddle tail swim bait. And mm. those can be both super money for the jig in a minnow is when I'm targeting walleye. Yeah. Also, please don't use a jig in a minnow to try to catch bass. <laughs> Cause <laughs> if they inhale it, like you, you're not supposed to keep bass yet. Use, use artificials when you're fishing early in the season. Cause we don't so want to catch them in the, yeah. in the, in the lips. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Cause I mean, even at the end, inhale it like if you have a real big bait with a big hook it's harder for them to swallow it when they Uh have a minnow and they they sometimes won't swallow it it's like they're more tentative like they'll grab it and they're not 100 percent sure yeah when you have a real minnow they don't really second guess it much they're just Uh like yep this is food gold boom yep so but i mean that being said you might catch some bass so it's not that big of a deal but just yeah. don't try to target bass on their beds with a jig and a minnow, even though your odds are good, which is another reason why I'm like, fuck that guy in Florida making <laughs> us pull around live bait to catch spawning bass. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Florida Florida guide. That's what we're going to start calling that Florida, guy. Yeah, Florida guide. I wish Florida I had his guide name. is going to come back around again. Fuck that guy. But get him yeah, on here no, I, so I, I understand just be, what you're saying. <laughs> get him on the show just to be like, hey, so we actually fish with you. And he'll just be like, yeah, do you have any tips and pointers? And like, as soon as he starts talking, you're just like, I'm just, fuck you. I was, fuck you. I'm fucking with you. I didn't want to hear shit you had to say. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. You're cool. Fuck you. Uh, so you're getting ready for so you're still getting other things ready you're still getting other gear ready you're getting a different rod and different reel and and stuff like that ready for the bass and things like that still even though first things first get on the crappies right and even when it's time to fish for uh bass and walleye like the crappie are probably going to be there because the i was talking about the the consistent weather Mm-hmm. crappie will come in shallow when it when the water warms up and if it drops down or gets crappy they'll start moving back out it's oh. almost like the 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 males will come in and start making their beds and mm-hmm. if, it, if it goes poorly or it starts getting cold or whatever they're just like yep yeah, guess i was wrong and they'll <laughs> back out and and they'll kind of play that game but if you have like sure. a consistent streak of like weather warming then they'll yeah. come in and kind of like hunker down and okay. in there for a while. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so in the same with the walleyes where the walleyes are done spawning, but if the water drops again, a lot of times they'll kind of turn negative. They'll sure. be like, hey, yeah, I really don't feel like eating a day. It's kind of shitty out. But when it's mm-hmm. nice for like a week, then they're just like, oh, dude. You know, they're just like us. <laughs> they're ready to rear and go. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly yeah. why I think. I, them. Yeah. What you're saying right now is essentially the same thing that I started this podcast with. The spring's got me sprung. Right, right. <laughs> like the weather's been nice. The The ice is starting to melt. And so no ice fishing podcast this week, guys. It's time to start thinking about the open water. It's yeah. like the fish behave that way too because it's, it's warm. The sun is changing drastically how it feels when you go outside it's staying up later you know yeah i mean i'm everything's got you just tuned up a little bit when things start to thaw out 
Yep, and if you listen to this podcast before, you probably heard that I'm a delivery driver. I can feel the difference on my face when I'm driving. Oh, like during I the, bet. The sun's out, and I it doesn't feel hot. And now my face feels hot with the sun. Yeah. Like it's yeah. A, so if you're not from the northern hemisphere, that is the that's the perfect example. Is a month ago, sh- shit. What am I talking about? Two weeks ago, when we recorded our last ice fishing podcast about the the carp ice fishing uh, extravaganza thing, we were still not necessarily feeling that heat from the sun. Right. Nope. And now here we are, are, you know, two weeks later, and it's a huge difference. Right. Definitely is. But yeah, the the fish feel that too. But for sure. Back to so when I'm prepping, I'm getting a spinning rod ready just because that's what I prefer to jig with. I mean, other people can use whatever they want. But when it comes to jigging and lighter stuff like that, I think me and the majority of people prefer a spinning setup. So I'm getting ready to cast out, you know, like an eighth ounce jig head with a minnow. And I'm making sure that I have enough of those because jig heads are kind of expendable. They get (laughs) the lakes that I fish have a lot of pike. So shit gets bitten off. So Mm kind of got to like reassess your tackle. Be like, how many jig heads do I need? You know what I got to get. So Mm -hmm. I'm going, I'm getting like my shopping list ready to go get that. Um, I'm setting up that rod so I can fish that and I can fish, like I said, uh, relatively close to the same size jig head I can use with a, you know, paddle tail swim mm-hmm. bait, uh, or like a curly tail grub works too. Nice. Um, but the other one I'm setting up is a, as a bait caster and, oh. um, I want a bait caster set up. Like if it, I have not a whole lot of options <laughs> so my one bait <laughs> like explain <laughs> yeah I have, I have a couple of bait casters but i don't have a lot of different like you know this one's a medium this one's a medium heavy you know like i have okay a carrot stick is that the rod that you're talking about medium right. medium or is that the, the yeah. bait caster isn't that a bait caster is the is the real bait caster is the real yeah yep. but the okay. the rod you know, like that makes a difference too. Obviously, I'm casting out smaller stuff on the the spinning reel. So that one I have as a medium light. It's literally a rod made for jigging. It's a Tony mm-hmm. Roach uh, walleye jigging series. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but like, so mm-hmm. that one's made to jig. So that's what mm-hmm. I'm using it for. Right. The other ones are, when you're looking at bait casters, like a lot of the newer stuff now has... You know, on the rod, it tells you like this is what we designed this for. Um, mm. but and I, when you say, but yeah, that's okay. I don't want to get off topic too much, but like the the baitcaster is the is the real, right? And then there's a rod on it, so like yeah. you're you're saying there's a combo. It's a combo baitcaster real and the real, or sorry, it's a baitcaster combo, the baitcaster real with the rod. And the rod is the is the medium light and stuff like that. Yeah. So the medium yeah. light is the spinning one that I had. I I'm just yep. I just want to yeah. So yes, the the bait casting reel is just the the reel, and those have different gear ratios. Okay. But the uh-huh. when you're casting out the lure, 
you really want to make sure that you have the right rod for the job or at least close to what you are trying to get at. Yeah. You know, like throwing a heavy jig, you want something with more backbone and, mm. you know, mm-hmm. to, to be able to handle the weight that you're throwing. Mm-hmm. So also like you want the right action when you're casting out a, a lure. Right. So with like a jerk bait. Okay. I have a, a medium, uh, the carrot stick rod I have yeah. is a medium, yeah. like just medium all around. It's a medium rod. Medium, medium. Action, yeah. So um, with that one, I am getting that one geared up. Also use fluorocarbon. I prefer fluorocarbon on that one too, um, mm-hmm. but... Like you could get away with braid and then like I would say use a fluorocarbon leader if you're in clear water because mm-hmm. they can see the fluorocarbon. And for the most part in this water temperature, you're going to be fishing slow. You don't want to be like fishing super fast mm. because that's just not how shit's going down right now. Like, <laughs> like me and you have been out with a jerk bait and you know, like, like summer late summer or whatever we were fishing you're popping that thing trying to get it erratic right in the spring you're basically like reeling it and just kind of like dragging the bait and then like pausing it you're not really popping it at all you're just kind of pulling it it's just Mm -hmm. swimming slow and awkward and that'll trigger bites but shad colored baits work awesome so What's what's the yeah? What's a shad colored bait? A shad is a is a a bait fish, a minnow. Um, basically, oh, what it is is kind of like a silverfish. A silverfish is also a different bait. I'm not trying to say that it's that. I'm just trying to describe the color. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I understand that can be confusing, but yeah. yes, you're you're literally talking about silver yeah, color it, fish. Yep, yep. It's just kind of the the. Bait is kind of like a the and this is all on the bait caster. Sorry not to interrupt, but like, yeah, no, this is your yeah, bait caster. You, yeah, you could, you could you could fish this on a spinning too. It, oh, okay, it, it for sure on a spinning. Yeah, okay. But, um, the the bait or like your lure, if you go in and you look at anything that's a shad, the shad mm-hmm. color is it's kind of like a bluish silver fish. It has a black dot on the side, like that's one of their telltale things. Okay. And like Strike King has a Kevin Van Dam lure that has like the 3D real picture print now. And I also oh, have a red eye shad from them where it looks just like what they should look like. So the red eye shad is a lipless crankbait. So fast vibration. That one's works a little bit later or works a little bit better in my opinion, slightly later in the spring. Like when okay. the water started to get warm up a little bit faster. And I that's not my go-to because you have to work that one a little bit faster. For bass, it's a different story. For walleye, I that's not what I would choose to go to, even though it works for sure. Okay. Don't mm-hmm. don't get that out of your arsenal. Make sure you have that with you. <laughs> but that's not have it ready to go out on the water yeah. is what you're saying yeah because if i try a couple of other things and it's not working i might go to that and they're like just mm-hmm. like i find out they're they're more aggressive and they want to chase that fucking thing down and that's what works sure. that day yeah 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 but okay. um so a lipless crankbait the jerk baits 
but you're going to fish it slow, like I said, in like a shad pattern or any, you know, natural stuff if you're in clear water. Um, if you're in like stained water or whatever, there's a sexy shad, which Ooh, I like the sound of that. Yeah, most companies have some variation of that. Okay. And basically what it is is you go from like kind of your realistic looking bait to all of a sudden the white's a little bit brighter. Yeah. The, the the colors are a little bit more vibrant and a lot of them have like a glitter to them too. They're more mm. like sparkly. Yeah, they really tune it up to get <clears throat> yeah. attention. Is that to go through the, the, the thicker water, the thicker, the less visibility? Right, yeah. Water? It gives it a little bit more pop. Yeah. yeah. Like on Shamina, I don't use the color. I, I have better luck with natural. Yeah, because it's clear. Like yep. that's what the fish are used to seeing. But like yep. what you're talking about is more of something like a little bit more less visibility where the water just doesn't have that visibility distance i'm sure this gets the attention can draw them in right yep yep sure yeah mm -hmm. and so like i already said like i think i got them all that's you know you're jigging a minnow your yeah. swim bait and those two are more of a that swim bait would work for bass too but like mm -hmm. this bait that you're kind of working like a jig, working it slowly off the bottom, a lipless crankbait, and a jerkbait. Like those, that's what I'm making sure I have every one of those prepped. I'm looking nice. I'm looking through what I have too and making sure like the hooks didn't rust weird over the winter or, you know, whatever, because they've just, right. they've just okay. been sitting there. So sometimes the hooks get all rusty or, or I'll, I'll right. get my hook sharpener and I'll go and make sure that all my hooks are sharp. Oh, so um, there's a hook sharpener. Like there's a tool for that is what you're telling me. Yeah, there's a bunch of different kinds like legit <laughs> can cost a decent amount of money. But OK, I mean, you know, I think there's like a go to your local too. tackle shop and just yeah, poke around. Ask, yeah, I gotta, ask I gotta, the dude working the counter. Yeah, I got to wrap a little one. A lot of a lot of tools like a lot of scissors even have like a little patch of like a you know, like a rough sandpapery part. Oh, literally sharpened hooks with. So there's, okay. there's a lot of options, but sure. like I have a legit, like, it's just like a, a handle, like a knife. And then it has this metal bar mm -hmm. and it's got, you know, both sides do different things, but you can hook, uh, sharpen your hooks real good and make nice. sure everything's, your hooks are sticky and a good way to tell yeah. if your hook is sharp kids listening take your hook and pull it across your fingernail if oh. it leave a line your hook's not sharp nice okay i oh, was oh, hoping yeah, you oh, weren't gonna say jam it into your thumb yeah, that's where i was yeah, afraid you were going at the hook like literally just try to like draw a line across your fingernail with the hook point and if it doesn't if it doesn't shave off some of your fingernail your hook's not sharp nice that's very good that's the old like if you can't cut a piece of paper without really like, that's how you check your chef knife. If it yep. can't cut a piece of, if it can't just cut through a piece of paper, then it ain't sharp. Yeah. You oh. just gave the fish an equivalent. Yeah. There's that. I also wanted to say too, like when you're talking about the, you know, if you write down these things, go and check them out. Um, there's, there's brands. Everybody has all sorts of different brands on all these, but that lipless crankbait, you know how we were, talking about that, mm -hmm. that yeah. throwback you know callback to the other episode when we were talking about the bass 
um going to FSN one. Yeah. That uh shit, what was that news first name? That rookie. Do you remember? Was it Brandon? Yeah, Brandon knew. Yeah, Brandon knew. He ended up fucking winning that tournament, by the way. Yeah, did you know right. that? Yeah, I did yeah, know that. Wild. And he won it with the help of Berkeley's new bait, the war pig, which is a lipless crankbait. What? Yeah. He How was, did I miss that? They had to have freaking been he was killing tweeting it. about that. How yeah. did I miss it? So he said, he even said, like, you know how I was saying it's not my go-to? He even said it's not his, like, um, it didn't get him. Oh, hit. you know what? I'm sorry. It's Brian New. Brian. See, Brian I'm, New. Yeah, he, sorry. I'm, like, Brandon didn't sound right, but it was something like that. I'm not sure. But anyways, he went out there and he said in, like, the post-fishing interview that I watched, he said that that bait didn't get him his best fish. But it got him a lot of fish. It got him his limit. And without that lure, he wouldn't have had the full bag that he did. Nice. So, like, he was able to kind of, like, dissect and work. That's one thing. Like, you can work the water fast. And that's why that's not my go-to either. Because I want to fish slow in some of these. Because, like I said, Chamina, I know where the fish are. I know what they're doing. I want to work in an area slowly. And that bait. You kind you you're almost forced to work it fast. You yo-yo it up and down, kind of in the spring. Pull it, let it fall. Pull it, let it fall. And a lot of times they'll hit it on the fall. But in certain lakes where there's like a bunch of rocks and stuff, you can let it drop to the bottom and not have to worry about it. Shamina has a lot of weeds, and even when the weeds are dead and stuff, you're just pulling mm-hmm. up shit. So you're letting it fall, and you're getting hung up on shit and. I just prefer to have like a suspending jerk bait that I can work above the weeds and not have to worry about pulling shit off every time. So it's just personal preference. The sure that that lipus crankbait can really be money on certain bodies of water. So yeah, no, that I mean that you're you're making sense, uh, and and you're like you're using examples and stuff, and I, I to to sort of draw things close because we were already at an hour which is awesome because we are a fishing podcast after all but we do have to get to our random take that's the format uh i have a question because you did already touch on a little bit you said i'm going to and making sure i'm going to tackle shops and i'm making sure i have this tackle right like you are checking on specific things like you have an idea of what you want in your tackle box or what you know you should have sort of stocked up is this a good time to buy stuff uh are there is like this the new season is this when shit is dropping is this when rapala drops the new jerk bait and is this when uh missile bait comes out with their newest you know print like you were talking about is it is that happening right now or is this a hot season that's kind of what i'm asking and then also you know drop more knowledge on shit you're stocking up on if you're if you haven't said it yet yeah it kind of it kind of depends um the different companies have different release release dates but yeah a lot of times the new calendar Mm -hmm. year means new shit coming out and because you know when you say new calendar year i mean are you saying like because march is like sort of the new March is kind of when things flip over 
well for, for several different reasons. Well, and also financially, right? Companies usually us. use that first quarter like yeah. they bank it. It's a dumb. It's a thing. Yeah, I mean, for us it flips over, but you know, like we were talking about bass, like the tournaments rolling down south, they're already fishing. Yeah, you know, they're they're. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So a lot of the new stuff is already out because for us it flips over in March, mm. but everybody else like down south, they're already back at it. They're going after those bass <laughs> that are spawning down there. So a lot of the new stuff right. is already coming out. But I would say for the most part, like if pay attention to the different stuff. Like if you really like fishing and if you're into new baits like I am, mm -hmm. order that shit online as soon as you see it and you see that it's on sale. Because a lot of times, like, some of these manufacturers will catch wind of it or, like, Berkeley themselves will pitch it or whatever, be like, hey, you guys need to get this. And Berkeley's mm -hmm. about that even, like, with Walmart. Like, Walmart will have, like, Berkeley's new hot shit pretty quick. Wow. Yeah. They're, Walmart seems to be on top of the trends. So, like, if somebody hmm. hears about this or, like, sure. they sell Guggen Squad stuff now. Which oh, okay. is stuff that, you know, previous you weren't able to find everywhere. And now right. they'll hear about it. But I'm not saying Walmart's the best spot to go. I'm just saying that, you know, you can find stuff there sometimes. Right. If you have a hard time, if you don't have a local spot, like, right. hmm, you know, yeah. give Walmart, it a shot. Yeah. Walmart's very, um, they seem to be in the know of like what's in the area. Sure. Like, if I go to the Walmart, we have two Walmarts in pretty close proximity. They're technically two different towns, but the one nearest me does not have musky lures, but the one, you know, five miles down the road does. Oh. Yeah. So so they, they seem to know what's in the area because if you go that way, you're closer to the Mississippi River. But... Um, yeah, it, as far as like the new baits and stuff coming out, I'd say like if you're up on that stuff and you want to get it, order it online because that stuff doesn't always come out in the stores. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, um, all right. Yeah, man. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm definitely I'm... up on stuff. And a lot of times, like when it gets closer, you'll mm -hmm. get. You'll get the sportsman like when, you know, probably like mid to late April is when you're really going to start seeing stuff starting to pop off and go on sale. Okay. Stocking all their shelves. Just because now we're kind of in limbo. <laughs> the ice is still thick enough to fish, but you're also losing yeah. ice around the shoreline. So it's getting harder and harder to actually get on the ice. Sure. Yeah. So, oh, and. We talked about it before we started the podcast. If you're going out on the ice, make sure you got your spikes. I can't remember what they're actually called, but they're literally like the two will like press into each other to make like a necklace and you, you just wear it around your neck. And if you happen to go through the ice, you pull those two, two things together and they're like climbing spikes. They're oh. like an inch and a half spike on each side, two handles, and then you can stab those into the ice and use that to pull yourself out. Cause if you go in, just turn around the way you came in, the ice was strong enough to hold you until you went through, turn back and go on the ice that's steady. 
and just okay. use those things to stab into the ice and pull yourself out. Because if you don't have those, trying to get a hold of wet ice, good fucking luck. Right. Yeah. No, that's a really good, really good point. Especially this, like, this being the podcast of like the transition into spring. You know, we're talking about getting ready for the spring. This is not. Winter's not over yet, you know. If you want to get out there and do the ice fishing in up here where it's still thick enough, you can. And yep, that I, sounds way better than in the pre-podcast because I was just like, <laughs> spikes around your neck, dude. I don't know if I want my neck catching I, shit. I'm choke myself out in the water. Sounds horrible. Yeah. Plus, my wife. I was. I plan on going fishing this weekend. She's like, I don't know. It's kind of sketchy or whatever. And I'm just like, if I fall through, I just get out and take off my wet clothes. It's not right. like in the middle of winter if I fall through and then I'm trying to deal with wet clothes and 20 degree below zero temps. Right. 50 degrees. I take off my clothes and walk back comfortable. <laughs> right. Especially with how hot the sun is, like we were talking about before. Right. By the time I get back to the truck, I have a sunburn. Right. <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's uh, let's wrap up this like ready, this ready and up for spring situation. Let's talk about St. Patrick's Day in part two here. That was uh, that was quite the topic, as I expected, which is good. We are a fishing podcast after all, but we do have a random take second half. So hopefully you're still hanging in there with us, everybody. We are going to take a break and we will be back with St. Patrick's Day. You are listening to the Real AF TV podcast. When we come back from the break, Tim and Josh are going to be talking about their feelings, what makes them happy, and what makes them cry. Cry? What the fuck? We're going to be talking about St. Patrick's Day, I think. Oh, my bad. And we're back from the break, and we are going to talk about St. Patrick's Day. Tim, what do you think about St. Patrick's Day? I think it's just, I don't really think that much about it other than that. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I don't know if that came through. It did. Yeah, it did, counts. Did. It counts. <laughs> I just, okay, so here's the thing I'm going to get into a little bit of history. Of course. If you ever listen to the Real AF TV podcast, you know that Josh brings the history to it. He brings history. But <clears throat> here's the thing is it's not that big of a deal, but to to my my family personally, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, but, mine either. But you know, we we get after it sometimes, okay? Like sure, if you sometimes that's that's it. That's what yeah, I'll say. Well, sometimes. So before before you tell your thing, I just gotta say my parents are straight edge weirdos. Like so, <laughs> neither of them drink. Like so, that's it's never been a thing in my family because they don't drink. I do, but it's weird right. for me to just be like, I'm gonna hammer a bunch of green beers in front of you two sober fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Right, which is kind of weird. <clears throat> no, which is which feels totally weird, right? <laughs> and right, and uh, like that that opening was me, and the and the transition was just me saying like, yeah, I don't know, just it's a fucking reason to get together and drink with friends, which I've always seen it as that. Just 
until you hit the, you know, your twenties or something, you don't realize that. And then I did some research on it and it's like, you know, St. Patrick. Yeah. He's the guy who brought Christianity to Ireland. That's true. I mean, that's pretty much it. I looked up on, I went to the trust old trusty, rusty Britannica and it was like, yeah, fifth century. This guy was a Brit and he brought Christianity to Ireland. It's like, holy, okay. Hmm. So he is what everybody's always told me that he is. He's right. truly just a saint of Christianity. Huh. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't know fifth century. I'm like, damn, dude, this guy's way older. This goes way further back than I thought. But to right. know also that he was a Brit. And like this whole time, I didn't know that part. This whole time, I was just like, yeah, I don't know. Irish. Irish right. to the bone here. And it's just like, yeah, that's some British guy that just brought Catholicism to the Irish because they weren't Catholic before that. I always thought it had to... Uh, am I thinking of like the Pied Piper or whatever? Like I always thought it had to do something with like a a flute and a dude dancing. And <laughs> <laughs> I think what you're talking about is St. Pat had... Um, some lore about him. He actually even wrote that he and this this is also like kind of the the bottom of the paragraph and Saint Patrick, but it's like hey, we'll mention it because he even wrote this in his own language. Sounds crazy, but or in his own in his own writings, he he actually yeah. wrote this down that he was able to rise people from the dead. Oh dang, he's a necromancer. <laughs> Did you say he's a necrophiliac? Wait, <laughs> well, those are two different things. Yeah, I mean, necromancer brings them back, you know, and then the necromancer lays them back down. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, if you haven't caught on by now, Did I say we that are backwards? not Irish Catholics. <laughs> Did I say that wrong? Necromancer brings them back, necrophiliac lays them down. Uh, maybe I said it right. No, you said that right. Mm. I mean, I, that's why I took it. Anyways. My bad. Point, hey, you know what? This what? is whiskey's Irish. <laughs> it's right. <laughs> and I've been drinking a little. Sorry, guys. <laughs> hey, it's the St. Patty's Day podcast. You gotta. Yeah. Because that's what we do here in America. We have bastardized this thing. And we're going to get into that further. But the thing that I wanted to touch on before we get into the bastardization of uh, St. Patrick's Day is the the lore that you were talking about i think the piper thing that you're talking about is the this is the guy that drove all the snakes off the island of oh, ireland yeah. now come on are you fucking kidding me ireland has to have snakes right i didn't go in and look that shit up but it is part of saint patrick's lore that he was the one who drove the snakes off the island was so it, maybe it, that's what you're thinking of okay well yeah because it was something about like snakes and then i heard something about like oh no that's actually a myth what he did was like brought people into the place with the flute or whatever and like all i ever i, I just never did any research into it i'm just like whatever there's a green <laughs> beer right <laughs> so the let's let's go dude let's let's party let's get into the bastardization of St. Patrick's Day by, I don't know, by America? I don't know. Yeah, we have a huge Irish population on the East Coast that 
help settle this country. I, I don't know how it turned right. into what it is, but like all oh, colleges. Yeah, there's for tons sure. of Irish heritage in the, what'd you say? Colleges for sure. Like everybody's <laughs> just, it's just an excuse to drink. That's why it like the majority of America is just like me. Where we're just like you know, somebody trying to tell you like here's the real story and we're just like, whatever, get me a beer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. And I realize that the history of what I'm saying, like this this history lesson that I'm giving, yeah, I realize it's Oh, and I'm not trying to shoot on it. Like no, I like <laughs> I like learning about it. It's just like at the time. Like oh, some right, right, right. like the people that try to drop knowledge on it on the day itself. Like, oh, let me tell you about St. Patty's Day. And I'm just like, nobody's here to listen to your story. We're here to drink. <laughs> Now, this is the time to tell the story. It's not St. Patrick's Day now. Let's right. Let's do our research. I will, I, I'm actually interested in it. I've just never been interested because I never think about St. Patty's Day until it's St. Patty's Day. And then right. on St. Patty's Day, I'm like, all I care about is having a beer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So this is, this is the companion day. This is the day, the day before St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Right. Or listen to this like just be, just as you start day drinking. That's really that's really the point here, right? That's why we opened up with the popping bottles and that and so we get into it. But honestly, there's not that much more history. I mean, this guy ended up being a slave because he was actually trapped like trapped and brought into slavery in Ireland to be a herdsman for like six years. He got out, went back to Britain. And then there's little, it, it got a little weird and gray in there. But anyways, he just goes back to Ireland and just sticks to his saint maneuvers and like is credited for bringing Christianity to the area of the world that didn't, ha bringing Christianity to an area of the world that didn't have it before. And it's just like, so we celebrate the shit out of him over here. It right. has to be because of all the Irish immigrants, right? That came over to this country in its early establishment well, that are still there on the East Coast. You know, yeah. like we don't have too many of that here. We're very Scandinavian and German in this area. Right. So we're well, really adding to the bastardization of the I guess. quote unquote holiday, but whatever, man. Like lean well, into that, it. This is America. That and Catholicism, I guess. Like Christianity is the number one religion in the world so right that probably has a big role to play in it from sure. people like we had people i know one of our friends in high school his mm -hmm. parents uh well his mom was like very proud of her heritage and she was you know all about that catholic shit and all about saint patrick's day and stuff so mm -hmm. definitely we got some of that you know the heritage going on but mm-hmm so yeah, I mean it happens. Yeah. It happens for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and but I think you're still right because a lot of those colleges <laughs> college came from the East Coast, right? <laughs> I mean, all of this country came from New England area and spread right. over this way. So. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and everything. I mean uh, from from as far back as you can remember, man. Or not remember, but from the beginning of time, like people like to drink. Like, as soon as people knew what alcohol was. As soon as we produced it. Right. 
Yeah. I mean, uh, the, you know, like, obviously, TV shows, like, they're not all historically accurate, but, like, Game of Thrones, like, mm-hmm. stuff set back that far. Every time something went right. well, it's like, let's all get fucked up on the mead. <laughs> Give me some of that mead. Let's right. Shit face. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, now it's become a bit of a stereotype to to say, like, the Irish are, are drinkers and good at drinking. But, like, you know, it that it is that's whatever that I don't know if that has to do with how we got where we are. But whatever, dude, green beer. It's a thing in America. We're doing it. Did you have you seen Bud is bottling it this year? Green beer. There's 24 packs of green Bud Light. Mm. Just walk into a store and pick it up. Maybe I'll have to get some of that. <laughs> I didn't know. Will they make green whiskey? I don't know. It's a good question, but I got to say, I've never seen that before. It's probably because of COVID. It's probably lockdown situation that they're like, well, we'll just give the people their green beer because they used to just, well, you'd go to a, a restaurant, right? Or you'd go out to the bars and they would have green beers on tap because they would just put some blue dye in the keg because that's all right. it is. It's yellow yeah. beer. You put blue dye and it turns green. Whippy doo. Right. Yeah. Boom. Simple. You got yourself a keg full of green beer with like two drops of coloring of food coloring, you know? Science. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, art. Science and history. And art. It's it's a whole just we're rolling it all into one, kids. Jeez, we're we're doing fishing in the front, and we're just hitting all the notes in the back half here. I mean, there's no better way to teach a child. <laughs> Have some green beer. It's there's so much depth to this. <laughs> <laughs> so, have have you ever? been any part of the celebrations at all and i i mean even just like the going out on saint patrick's day and slamming some green beers at the bar no not really <laughs> i just <laughs> i've never really been a bar guy I, right like, went to house parties i just the right. bars are just such a waste of money mm-hmm. like it's so expensive to go to a bar but i guess because you know me and you are a lot alike in the regards that we have expensive hobbies. Right. And the whole time I'm out there, it's just like $6 for a beer. And then all of a sudden it's like $6 for a beer by beer. Number three. I'm like, God damn it. Every Shit. one of these beers is a fishing lure. This is getting <laughs> ridiculous. You do. You seriously start to do that, right? Like yeah, you it, well, honestly start to check it against you. Yeah. The other things that you value. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's what I do. I'm on like beer three, like, kind of starting to feel it and i'm like yeah i paid the same price for a 12 pack and <laughs> on I'm, these three beers right i could just i could just be having so much more fun someplace else <laughs> and just i guess too like i've never been i was never single yeah when i was of age to drink and go to the bars so that change things too you know dude even in my single days of being a complete addict and diving in hard to the alcohol situation i never did this the saint patty's day thing it most definitely landed on a weekend 
And it most definitely would have been an opportunity. It just, I, I, it didn't matter to me. I wasn't, I didn't give a shit. Um, it wasn't one of those situations where it was like, it's St. Patty's Day, gotta fucking go rage. No, right. it's like, I'm not going to go out and drink your fucking weird green beer. Sure, I've made a couple green beers in my day at my house because I had light beer and I had blue food coloring. And I was hanging out with some friends. Like, yeah, I've done that. But like, give me a Guinness. Like, just give me a Guinness at an Irish pub and, you know, a stack of flapjacks. Right. <laughs> not, not a stack of flapjacks. Right. <laughs> a stack, a stack of stack corned of- beef. It just flapjacks came out. <laughs> I don't know. I like the idea of you ordering it, though. <laughs> Going into an Irish pub and just be like, yeah, get me a Guinness. I'll take a Jameson and a uh, stack of flapjacks. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just looks at you like, did he, he just ordered he, flapjacks? He just, I don't think they have, do they have flapjacks here? <laughs> <laughs> is that some sort of a thing? They got to come out green. This is like a green eggs and ham thing. Like <laughs> they got green beer and flapjacks. <laughs> Next thing you know, fucking Dr. Seuss is going to come out of the woodworks with some kind of rhyme. <laughs> right. But this is, I'm I'm with you, dude. Like I actually, like I said, even even in the even in the the time that I was going out to bars, it's like I just didn't really embrace this like holiday. It just it has no significant meaning to me personally. Um, but also everything I read is just like you like. The thing that we think of as Patrick's Day, as Americans, right? The only thing that really applies is the clover. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it was so weird to to read up on it and just go like, yep, Catholicism. Okay, so if you're Catholic, that's cool. Do that. That's that may be part of it. I've I've never really known a cat. I've never known a Catholic that's just like, let's smash green beers and get buck. Right. No. So I don't know if that's like, if there's different Catholic, uh, just different Catholics act different in different areas. Right. Um, my dad is lutheran but my mom is catholic and i was raised catholic and i have heard a lot of stories about how catholics like fucking drink (laughs) i don't i don't really i don't know any of those catholics (laughs) no mean me neither and i'm i'm making an assumption here i guess he brought christianity to ireland right saint patrick brought christianity And there's sects of uh, Christianity. Um, But every time you hear about Irish Catholic, right? That's where we're closing this gap. That's where this, that's why we keep saying Catholics. Right. Um, I did not know. (laughs) Oh, yeah, dude. I've heard a lot of stories. Yeah, I heard a lot of stories too about how like nuns are not allowed to drink, but the priests can drink and do drink and will get hammered like they're not supposed to i think there's different catholics or whatever but like um 
in the town I grew up in, like, I can say it now because he passed away. Like, I don't know if he was technically supposed to, but Father Jim would get fucking shit housed with my wife's stepdad. Like, no way, dude. Yeah, they would put him back. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. That's crazy. That's so eye opening. And I love that. Like, you're just like, well, you know, we're good now. <laughs> he's yeah, not here good. anymore. Like, what I got are you stories. Do? Tell him he's not supposed to do that. Like if if you're if you're if you buy into the whole Catholic thing and you believe that there's an afterlife and all that good stuff, like if he wasn't supposed to, God knows what he did now, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. And you're not like you're not smearing the guys in aim or anything like that. You're just like, man, eh, you know. No. Plus, he just got drunk. Like if right. this stupid, if that's a rule that you're not allowed to drink, like who are you hurting? We right. all know Catholic priests have done a lot worse. <laughs> we keep it fun over here at the Real AFT people. Real AFT. <laughs> oh, man. I'm laughing, so we're I'm getting, tripping over my tongue. We're getting off the rails. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> We usually avoid hot button topics at the Real AF TV podcast, but and and you're not supposed to talk religion and you're not supposed to talk politics, but dude, if you're gonna talk about St. Patrick's Day, you gotta get after it. And hey, we're doing it. <laughs> hey man, it's not like we're no slander here. It's just no. uh, it is what it is. It's we're not yeah. we're not telling you what we believe or what we don't believe. We're just Having some fun. <laughs> Even though you can probably pick up on it pretty easily by us saying like, oh, well, I don't know, don't don't have anything to do with the Christianity part of this. <laughs> yeah. But nope. It's a I literally just heard a guy doing some stand up today that was mm-hmm. talking about like most cat most Catholics, like we get confirmed in like twelfth grade or whatever. You make mm-hmm. it to that and as soon as you like pass that, you're just like, well. We're done with this shit now, right? <laughs> Just like that's it. You can done you're out the door. <laughs> I, I go to I go to church on uh Christmas and Easter. Just to make my mom happy. (laughs) Which is also part of that stand-up, but also a real statement. (laughs) Yes. Yep. It's a real statement for a lot of people. You just do it because your mom would be disappointed if you don't. (laughs) I suppose I can sit in some uncomfortable wooden chairs or wooden benches for an hour just so she's not mad. So mom doesn't get mad at me at Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I can... So I can eat some corned beef on St. Patrick's Day. Whoa. Ah, That's one rough, thing. Like rough we, transition. <laughs> but you're we, giving it you're giving it a go, Josh. You're giving it a go. We've never uh, we've never made anything for St. Patrick's Day. I don't think we've nope. tried to cook anything ever. Like literally, I don't think I've ever done anything. Hmm. Not even it's always like one of those things where like people are like you're supposed to wear green and then I get to school and mm-hmm. like hey, you're supposed to wear green today I'm like I don't own a single green shirt I <laughs> I don't know what to tell you it's it's funny because I own green everything like I've I, I have like one piece of green on me at all times just because 
So yeah, every I mean, day, our sports have a lot to do with it too. Like you got wild right. shit. So right, yep, wild, and and even you know the wolves, very green now. Not that I'm not a big basketball yeah. guy. But well, yeah, yeah we exactly. changed to the, like the bright green, and they're really playing into that. Like yeah. I don't have any of the brand new stuff. Right, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, like I'll I'll just show up and I'll just have my wild hat on, and then everyone's like. He's got his green on, and I'm just like, no, I was just like this yesterday too, and the day before that, and three weeks ago. Like, it's just happy coincidence. Oh shit, today's St. Patrick's Day. Okay, cool. I guess I fit in. Right. Um, we we do cook over here. We we because it goes on sale. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. It's not that it's not good. It's great. We have a uh, we actually have an Irish pub here. That's local that's pretty local and they make great food. You know, we, we had there around this time of year, uh, not necessarily because of St. Patrick's day, but it's a good St. Patrick's day is a good reminder. Like, Oh yeah, we have an Irish pub nearby. We should go there. But we do usually grab a brisket. Yes. Corned beef is made out of brisket, but it's all pre-packaged. Like they come with a seasoning packet you sprinkle it in the slow cooker, bam, you let it go for a few hours and you got yourself some quote unquote corned beef. Hmm. It's, it's great. We really, we go into it because my wife has a ton of German blood in her. Um, she, she likes the sauerkraut. I think sauerkraut is gross. She drinks it. <laughs> That's all I could think of. She you're puts it like, in her green beer. You're just like, she has a ton of German blood in her. And I just <laughs> I just pictured her just like, I drink so much German blood. <laughs> she drinks the German's blood. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's how she's got so much of it in her. <laughs> she's a vampire. <laughs> I'm Irish. Yeah, she's full-blooded Irish. And she just drinks a lot <laughs> of German drink, blood. She has a lot of German blood in her belly. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, back to the corned beef. <laughs> no, no, that was weird. Sorry. <laughs> I know, but it's funny still to me. Okay, back to the corned beef situation. So we actually do eat and the corned beef, and I figured out corned beef is also not Irish, which is just leading into further really? bastardization <laughs> of this holiday. <laughs> it's British, dude. Everybody's like, what the just... fuck are we doing over here? Seriously. <laughs> we dye our beer green and we eat meat that has nothing to do with that. How, even... how did it even become a thing? I know, dude, it's like the only, I'm telling you, this leads back again to like the only thing is the clover. It's like the only thing. And so even that, it was like, we don't specifically have the roast to have it on St. Patty's Day. They just get so much of it at the grocery store. They put it on an end cap and they mark it like you can get a brisket for like $3 cheaper than it would be normally plus it comes with all of the seasonings like whole peppercorns whole junipers like whole juniper berries and like everything like that it just it comes with the packet and you drop it in the slow cooker bada boom bada bing you got yourself corned beef you get some marble rye which is always sitting right next to it of course it is oh yeah that's smart 
Yeah, and then you get the corn, the can, the freaking can of sour sauerkraut. Throw a little Thousand Island from the fridge door on it. You're done. Well, Swiss cheese. You got, which actually, damn, we forgot the Swiss cheese this year. I gotta go get some Swiss cheese. That's easy. Swiss cheese is easy. But yeah, easy, I mean, like, cheesy. like that's it. We do that. Yes, we have the Reuben sandwich. We do that this time of year because the grocery store makes it easy and affordable. Has nothing to do with the holiday. <laughs> that's so weird. I looked up what, because I always thought corn, beef, and pastrami were like similar. They're not as similar as you may think. Um, but I looked up the, <clears throat> I looked up a corned beef recipe, mm-hmm. found Alton Brown's corned beef recipe. Oh, he knows what's up. Damn right. Because <clears throat> every other one I looked up, they, they just said exactly what I said. Get all the seasonings, get the brisket, throw it in a slow cooker, let it buck. And I'm like, nah, yep. that's not right. I know that's not right. That's what has been accepted but i know there is some sort of curing that goes on to this because corned beef and and brisket are similar or corned beef and pastrami are similar yeah but they're not the same thing but i know that they go through some sort of curing process and so okay. it took me four fucking clicks until i got to alton's Three were all the same. Get to Alton and he's just like, hell no, dude. Ten days and eight hours. That's how long my recipe takes. Everybody else was like two hours. I love it. He's just like, don't listen to these people. (laughs) Right? He knows what's up, man. Oh, for reals, dude. I was like, ten days? You fucking kidding me? Ten (laughs) days? This recipe's cook time is measured in days, and I'm like, fucking right. That means this is the good shit right here. <laughs> right. He knows how to do it, He and he knows the backstory. I bet you if you watched an episode, like if that was on Good Eats, I bet you would have learned that it wasn't uh, Irish either. Oh, like I bet you that's how he would have opened that episode. Oh, which I, I have to go back and look because I have Discovery Plus right now, which means I have every episode of Good Eats, including the new ones, which are exclusive to Discovery Plus, which makes me like want to keep paying for it. That Dang. alone. But anyways, I'm going to look for it. I did not in preparation for this episode, which is a poor move on my part. Bad research as a producer. But come on. I looked up the guy's recipe. Give me a break. It made me go yeah this is so weird and it it it, this is kind of like to to put the whole thing together is it takes me one of in my view and maybe i'm wrong here but in my view of the world of food one of the most educated and popular chefs out there, and I'll say celebrity chefs, right? Sure, we'll say celebrity chefs. I'll say he's what? the most educated, uh, most educated celebrity chef, for sure, right? Because like, he's I, basically like science and cooking together, like come together, or history and cooking come together. He's oh, that, yeah. right? He drops knowledge. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I like his show because he mm-hmm. tells you everything. 
I like to know why, not just how. For sure, dude. And that's actually, that goes back to our last episode that we were talking about fish cooking fish, right? I even said that about us smoking the walleye. I said in that episode, I wasn't sure if we were supposed to smoke this fish. Like, was it a culinary sin to smoke a walleye? No way, Jose. It's not. (laughs) Smoke a fucking walleye and it'll change your view. Smoke them if you got them. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. But yeah, you're right. Like that's, that is totally something that Alton goes over. And so that's how I knew when I got to his and I saw the different cook times, he's, he's just like, yeah, no, it's 10 days of curing and in a brine and then you move it to the slow cooker for a few hours. Yeah. I can tell you right now, we have for this this week, this is this is dropping on the 15th of March. And this week we have a brisket with the packet all bunched up. That brisket is raw, dude. It has a little bit of salt water in it to, for preservative sake, and it's vacuum sealed. It is not doing what Alton tells you to do and make the brine and put all the seasoning and boil it and then cool it down and then get the brisket and throw it in a two-gallon bag and throw the brine in there and rotate it every day to make sure that it's covered. You know, like this attention to production. No, that's we're getting the three, four other clicks that are just like throw it in a slow cooker with some water and all these seasonings right no you're just you're getting the you're getting the cheap version the quick <laughs> version the stuff that you're just like eh i wonder yeah. how you get it to taste like the stuff in the store or whatever all these <laughs> like this is how you do it and this right right you gotta brine your shit and you gotta take time and you know what's really annoying though like there are some recipes that will tell you to do it how Alton's doing it, but they only list the like a eh, cook time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it does. And the prep time will say like, Hey, the prep time is like this long mm-hmm. and it, and you'll read the instructions, you know, that you haven't yep. looked ahead of time. And they're yep. like, start brining 10 days prior to making. And you're like, I'm, who's going to make this for supper. You, your <laughs> recipe says two hours, dude. Right. <laughs> <laughs> your recipe says two hours i started it at two o'clock on saturday all right i was and like you're gonna tell was... me that it's gonna be available to me at 4 30 on thursday of next week yeah you're like you're over a week like you tell me it's two hours you know like total like an hour prep time an hour cook time and then i read more and they're just like oh yeah no that's like after a week and a half goes past. <laughs> what? I want to make it now, dude. Should have told it. me this up front. Why does your prep time say two hours? Clearly, it's 10 days of prep time. <laughs> hate you. I hate you. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yep. I can't tell you. Like, I'm not even joking. I can't tell you the number of times where that's happened. Not in that extreme, but like where the prep time is like, Oh, start doing this, you know, like get it in the dry rub and let it sit overnight. Right. Mm-hmm. You're just like, are you shitting me? Right. Where like I have everything ready and I'm ready to do it that day. 
Mm-hmm. And I never fully read the instructions because I'm like, whatever. It tells me how long it needs to go. Mm-hmm. I know the, all the ingredients. I have everything it takes and I know how much time it is. And then I read it fully and then I go to my wife. I go, well, what do you want to eat for supper? I got to go buy <laughs> something else because we're not eating this shit right now. <laughs> so stupid. Well, I guess I'm just going to pick up Domino's tonight. <laughs> yep. So you got Alton, the intelligent chef, who's just like, uh, shouldn't we tell them how long it's going to take up front? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. And you know what? On those situations, you have no green beer to pass the time even, you know? How much worse does that make it? Yeah, right. Or what do you do? You take off work like I (laughs) take off work. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you're drinking green beer during the prep period, like, listen, (laughs) I'm going to be drinking green beer for 10 days straight while I prep this brisket or I prep this corned beef hash. Uh, (laughs) That's what American society tells me. (laughs) I'm going to burn up. All my vacation time for the whole <laughs> year. Just making this fucking corned beef hash. That's not even the right meat I should be eating for the holiday I'm eating it on. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, I don't think that I've stopped laughing this whole time. I hope I haven't pissed off the listeners too bad. And you know what? It's all in good fun anyway. None like, of them know about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> they know just what we know. They know green beer. <laughs> <laughs> and if there's any if there's any Irish out there, I, any Irish Catholics that are listening, it's like, fine. Yeah. You know what? Come over and, and help us educate because everything we just talked about is what the research says and also our our personal experiences is like you know we're we come from the middle of america the middle north of america there's just a bunch of there there's a very select group up here and yeah the one thing we have in common is that we drink beer and eat potatoes and apparently drink green beer together on St. Patrick's Day because it doesn't mean anything to any of us. It's not a real thing. We made it up. Right. I just learned, uh, you know, 45 minutes ago that corned beef hash is made out of brisket. (laughs) (laughs) News to me. Also, uh, full disclosure, didn't know corned beef hash was a thing that was known for St. Patrick's Day. I really don't know shit about this holiday. Oh, damn, dude, for real? <laughs> yeah, dude. I did, wow. did not yeah, know. Corned beef is what you put, that's what a Reuben, that's what's on a Reuben. Right. And like, I guess I, I just knew that it was like a seasonal sandwich. The Reuben's back. All right. Reuben's right. back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between a Reuben and a Rudy or whatever? Remember? Or a, a Rachel. Mm. And there are Reuben and a Rachel. Yeah, there is. Uh, yeah, yes. Not a, what did you say before? <laughs> I don't know, Rudy. A Reuben a Rudy. and a Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. There is a, there is a Reuben and a, and a Rachel. 
Rachel's corn. No, Rachel. No, that says Rachel Ray's corned beef brisket. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I know that um, they definitely they come out on the on the menus when you go when going out to a restaurant was an option. Um, oh, here it is. They don't use beef, dude. So one is they use birds. Huh? Like chicken? Yeah, man. They use like turkey or chicken or they they, they just don't use they don't freaking use corned beef. Hmm. Weird. Well that sounds lame as shit. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I guess a lot of, like, I don't know the difference between Russian and Thousand Island dressing, but, like, that's a thing. And between so what? Russian. Russian? Yeah. Russian dressing. I've never and, even heard of it. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. So, again, why would you put Russian dressing? Russian dressing on an Irish sandwich. Man, that's a mouthful. Right? I don't know, man. America, man. Fuck it. We don't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We just, we just don't care, I guess. No, and like we just all embrace it. It's not like... It's marketing's fault. I don't know. It's our fault. It's a, it, like there's tons of Irish people in this country and we just go like... It's cool, just... Put on your fucking Irish flag and your little right. clover on your clover ear antenna things and yep. eat your corned beef and drink a green beer. Yep. Whatever. We're all doing it. Yep. I just picture like for some reason in my head, I just have like a dude with like a strong New York accent just <laughs> Hey, kiss me, I'm Irish. You know, just, just like walking around. Just walking around. Hey, I'm having a green beer, you know. I got my shirt on that says, kiss me, I'm Irish. What, you too good to kiss me? <laughs> I got the shirt. I got the green beer. I got the lips. <laughs> just weirdly aggressive. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why do you hate St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> Look at this chick over here. She won't kiss me. She hates St. Patrick's Day. Why do you hate Irish people? <laughs> He's Italian. <laughs> <laughs> hey, lighten up. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, man. Oh man, I I figured this would be a weird. good laugh just because, like. <laughs> Not to not to disperse, or I think that's the word. Not to like shit on because those are the words. That's the like vocabulary that I've been taught in my life. Saint Saint Patrick, like it's it's not that. That's not what we were getting at here. It's just like, yeah, the old March. What is it? Seventeenth day that you think you know whatever it is. It's it's you. You do you. But I guarantee you're not doing anything that is like it would be absolutely crazy if you were 
It would be an oddity. There, that's the word. It would be an oddity if you were actually <laughs> celebrating St. Patrick's Day the way that honoring St. Patrick would be done. <laughs> that right. is not what we do in this country. It is no. not the way America actually celebrates St. Patrick's Day. It's no. just not. Go to the dollar section in Target for one second in March, and you will immediately find out that is not what we're doing. Oh my gosh, go to any store right now. Yeah. And you'll find like a section of all sorts of different kiss me I'm Irish. Uh this is my lucky shirt, you know, green. Yep. Uh shamrock beads. Yeah. Just like leprechauns. Of, yeah. And it's not it's it's not Saint it's not even Saint Patrick. It's Mm-mm. just you're just celebrating Irish and they're just and they're literally just like everybody's Irish on this day. It's gone it's gone past yeah, yeah, it's it's gone past celebrating what the day was actually for, and now it's just like celebrating Irish heritage, but only the part about how things are green and they have (laughs) clovers. (laughs) Yeah. And how everybody likes to get hammered and eat corned beef. Apparently. I like. I enjoy. I'm sure there'll be some sort of a, uh, like a Conor McGregor highlight day. Oh, you know, right. There's a That'll couple be sweet, of different dude. Irish fighters. Yeah, right. I enjoy watching his highlights too. Like in his heyday when he was just super, just working everybody up. My is he still holds one of my favorite moments in MMA history when at the end he's just egging on everybody, getting everybody pissed off, and he mm-hmm. and he has the, the championship belt over his shoulder and he's just like Oh, I've been pissing everybody off and he, you know, and now that I've won and I just want to take the chance to apologize <laughs> to absolutely fucking nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes. <dude. laughs> Yeah, he, say, he says he says fucking absolutely to absolutely fucking nobody. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> well, I will be looking for that come St. Patrick's Day at least, because that shit will. Yep, they'll do it. It's gonna happen. Oh yeah, it's gonna be sweet. Well, that's it, man. Let's let's wrap up St. Patrick. That's a great way to end St. Patrick's Day on an actual Irish note. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Instead of just laughing at the bastardization. Right. That is the American holiday. I say that in air quotes. Of St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. Yep. No, Connor's, he's real. That guy exists. <laughs> he's real and he's really Irish, actually. Yep. If you are catching this and you are actually Irish and you really observe this holiday for, like, the saint that it is made for or i guess observing i won't even i hate calling it a fucking holiday the day that it is because calling it a holiday right now after what we just said it just sounds weird as shit to me uh hit us up seriously because i would love to hear your side of this we just had a laugh a riot on it and we can be found at real aftv that is r e e l AFTV on all the social medias, R E A 
R E A L R E E A. Oh my God! Here I go again. Feel like an angry dolphin. You did I E E I I L E E I Cut that out. I'm not gonna cut it. Who the fuck am I kidding? I'm not gonna cut it. I don't give a shit. Hey.